Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, off the top in this hour, we've talked about vaccines uh, recently including a conversation uh, a few days ago with Alberta Health Services. We had yet another whooping cough outbreak in southern Alberta. This seems to keep happening every few years. Uh, And once again, it's being blamed on those who are opposed to vaccines in large part. And there are some pockets in southern Alberta where vaccination rates are very, very low. But again, there's all kinds of reasons for that. And in some of these communities, uh, those are religious reasons, for example. But as we heard from Alberta Health Services, there's a variety of reasons. Sometimes people don't know where to go or when to get their children vaccinated. There are those who read things on the Internet about vaccines. But what about those who are getting advice about vaccines? Not from a family doctor necessarily, but from a so-called alternative health practitioner. Five years ago, the Alberta government created the College of Natural Paths, gave natural paths accredited status as health professionals. Now, they said it was about providing oversight and making it safer. But a lot of people raised the concern that, well, wait a sec, aren't we undermining other healthcare objectives? If we're giving legitimacy to those who would argue against vaccination and the goal of the provincial healthcare system is to increase vaccination rates, are we working across purposes here? So a new paper out this week looking at that connection between vaccination rates and alternative health practitioners. Joining us for more, one of the authors of this paper, uh, Tim Caulfield, Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy at the University of Alberta. Also author of the book is Gwyneth Paltrow, Wrong About Everything. Dr. Caulfield, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me. All right, so the uh, title of the paper is called Injecting Doubt, Responding to the Naturopath Anti-Vaccination Rhetoric. What we've heard from the college is that There's not necessarily an official policy about vaccines. A past president once uh, suggested that vaccines were kind of a gray area. So what's our starting point here? How do naturopaths approach this issue as far as you can tell? Well, they are increasingly positioning themselves as science-based. I think that's a really important place to start, Rob, because, you know, they they are constantly trying to defend their their practice by saying that we are an evidence-based practice and we try to provide things that are effective. So, um... Their position or their lack of position on vaccination is very frustrating. And in fact, we found in, in BC, for example, the BC uh, uh, Naturopathic Association actually has a position statement about vaccination, a position paper, uh, that is pretty anti-vax. I must say <laughs> that the, the kindest term would be to call it vaccination hesitant, where they raise these sort of unsubstantiated risks associated with vaccination and, and really say that, that there are, you know, the risks almost weigh the benefits associated with vaccination. So the the position of of naturopaths historically has not been great. And recently, despite some efforts, um, is still pretty, pretty bad. And that's what we wanted to study. You know, I almost wonder, it's funny because part of this research, you looked at hundreds, literally hundreds of of naturopath websites. But I I wonder how much, you know, if you'd done this a few years ago, I remember writing about this. uh, It was a few years ago. I forget exactly when. 
about naturopaths and chiropractors as well that were putting this stuff on their website. And after that, and other people wrote about it too, a lot of this stuff was deleted. So even now you're finding a lot of this stuff on websites. I wonder how many other websites you know, have scrubbed this, this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's a really important point for a couple of reasons. And, and we found that ourselves. You know, sometimes we'll find a, a, a comment. We found a comment on the, the, the college website, the, the Canadian college website, where they were kind of praising an anti-vax speech. And we, you know, we raised this in the, almost the next day. It was taken off. So, you know, I think the fact that they're, that they're doing that illustrates the fact that, that if you talk to them one-on-one, perhaps I'm speculating, we don't have data to support this, uh, it would be even worse, right? Uh, so what we, what we were looking at is just the explicit statements that this community is making on their websites, and it's pretty shocking stuff. All right, so 330 websites analyzed, 40 included vaccine hesitancy discourse, 26 offered so-called vaccine alternatives. Uh, so, so what are we seeing? Yeah, and there's some overlap with, with those numbers. Uh, and, and keep in mind, we were really not trying to make a, a quantitative analysis to give a percentage, right, of what yeah. we were really trying to do is just identify these these websites. And they're saying, you know, the, the worst stuff possible, if you ask me. They are, uh, there are these websites that are, that are suggesting that homeopathic um, vaccines are just as effective. They're a, a safe and effective alternative, as some of the websites say, which is complete nonsense and a very dangerous idea. Uh, there are other websites that uh, raise risks about mer- mercury and you know other preservatives in the vaccinations, which you know both aren't true. Uh, you know most vaccines do not have those preservatives in them. And in addition to that, there's no evidence to support the, the risks that are associated with those preservatives. Uh, and of course, of course, we saw the autism the autism mm-hmm. risk uh, emerge too. This idea that there is some kind of connection between vaccination and autism. And again, no evidence to support that either. So we're seeing, you know, statements that are clear. This isn't sort of ambiguous gray area stuff, you know, how, you know, how effective is the flu vaccine? This is stuff where it is clear that this is not scientific. It's clear uh, from a science-based perspective, it is wrong. And I think we, we argue it's clear that a regulated health profession profession should not allow it. Well, yeah, to that end, I mean, it gets to the question of regulation. How do we regulate uh, alternative health practitioners? Because they exist, people are using them. And I think that was sort of the premise of what the Alberta government was doing to say, look, people are using these already. Let's add some, some regulation and some oversight to it. How do we approach this? Well, it, that, it is tough, right? And, you know, I was not a fan, of, as you know, I think we've talked about this in the past, uh, of, of the regulatory approach. Having said that, I understand the explicit justification that the government put forward. They were saying, look, uh, Albertans are, are, are accessing these people. Let's create some kind of minimum standard of safety. Um, the reason I don't buy that for a number of reasons, one, uh, and our own research has shown this, there's very little difference between what a regulated naturopath provides and what an unregulated naturopath provides. We did a study comparing Alberta and B.C. a couple of years ago when Alberta wasn't regulated, and, they, and, and the two provinces provided the same stuff, you know, this unproven stuff. And I think homeopathy was one of the, you know, close to the top on, for both, and detoxification and all this other kind of uh, unscientific stuff. So, you, so regulation doesn't seem to be working on that, on that side. But in addition to that, as you, as you pointed out at the top, for sure it helps to legitimize the practice. So it's not about just about safety. What happens is these provi- providers then say that, they, look, we're a real profession. Um, we are legitimized by the government. And then they're expected to regulate themselves. So you have a profession that has demonstrated they're not science-based, trying to regulate themselves in a science-based matter, ma- manner. So you end up with this really tough regulatory paradox do you think we can quantify 
when it comes to, to the, um, the problem of, of under-vaccination and, and low vaccination rates, what, what percentage of the problem is attributable to this? Because as I said at the top, you know, sometimes it's for religious reasons. Sometimes it's people reading Internet conspiracy theories. Sometimes it's just people don't know where to go or when to get their kids vaccinated. So there's that side of it. But in terms of people getting advice from so-called alternative health practitioners who are telling them not to get their kids vaccinated. How, how big a problem is it? Well, I think it's a big problem. Now, now to be fair, and we have to be careful, we, you know, myself included, we have to be careful not to overestimate the impact of any one factor, right? Um, the reasons people aren't, don't get vaccinated, the reason the vaccination rate are, are low, as you pointed out at the beginning, it's a multifactorial problem, right? You know, it's, some of it's just convenient, some of it's lack of, of awareness. Um, but research tells us that there is a strong correlation between going to see a naturopath uh, and not vaccinating, right? So the, the connection is there. Of course, we have to watch causation versus correlation, um, but the connection is there. There's also a lot of other interesting research that shows that mere exposure to this kind of nonsense, right, this kind of misinformation has an impact on vaccination hesitancy. So you don't necessarily have to buy full into the conspiracy theories around vaccination, uh, but if you're a parent trying to make a tough decision and you are vaccination hesitant for whatever reason, and you're exposed to this information on a website of a regulated professional, that can have an impact. And there's a little bit of research to show that that is for sure the case. So, look, these people should be champions of science, champions of vaccination. They shouldn't be working to stop people from getting an effective therapy. Right. And, you know, it puzzles me because I don't know how it necessarily undermines their business um, or, or why they have such a vested interest in, in arguing against vaccines. So and I'm, I'm puzzled by it because you know, people are, are going to them for other reasons, I would think. Well, it's interesting because, you know, some of the research and this is older research, uh, some of it's from, you know, 2004, 2005, 2006 around there have shows that that that. Um, People that become naturopaths are predisposed to those kinds of views, right? And in addition to that, they become more anti-vax in, um, as a result of their naturopathic education, right? So there's that element to the story. So it's, it's part of the tradition of, of being a naturopath. If you look at the history of naturopathic uh, care, it, re- it, long, it has always sort of been suspicious of these kinds of interventions, right? They more gravitate towards a natural, uh, the, there's this the spiritual almost idea that there's a vitalistic energy out there that will make us healthy. So historically, naturopaths, and to be frank, complementary alternative practitioners in general, have been suspicious of vaccines. And I think that that lingers with them, despite the fact, to be fair, um, some naturopaths are really trying to move towards more towards an evidence-based approach. Well, let's hope so. But, you know, as you say, there's the question of cause and effect, because it may well be the people who are already anti-vaccine are the ones who are seeking out naturopaths in the first place yeah absolutely it's a you know birds of a feather kind of phenomenon um and uh that, i think that's that is absolutely the case but you know what's interesting rob that's that's the reason why you'd want naturopaths to be evidence in science-based right because you know perhaps th- th- there there's a real opportunity to have an impact on someone who might be vaccination hesitant okay well what should the province do is interesting because uh, in the aftermath of the the Stefan trial in in southern Alberta and the the death of this boy Ezekiel, uh, the Alberta government announced that they were going to review the regulations around naturopath policy. And I asked the health ministry some you know just a few weeks ago actually where things were at, and I was told that this is still underway. It's taking a very long time for whatever reason. I, I think that they should 
force naturopaths, you know, I know they can, I think we're, let's, let's invite, let's invite naturopaths to regulate themselves. If they, if, as, as I say in a piece that's coming out in a bit, you know, if they, if they really think they're science-based, prove it, right? And one way to prove it is to really crack down on their members that are spreading these vaccination myths, right? So, and they have a college, so they're capable of doing that, right? They have the regulatory power to do that. So I'm asking them, please, let's have science-informed vaccination policy for your members. Uh, if they don't do that, I'd like to see... Um, and I'd probably like to see this anyway, uh, I'd like to see the provincial government uh, perhaps create an oversight mechanism to ensure that these self-regulated uh, alternative um, uh, bodies uh, are, are holding themselves to a science-based standard. Um, now, that would be unique, and I think we, we need to get a good sense of how that might play out. But if they're not going to hold themselves to a science-based standard, then we need some kind of regulatory mechanisms that will, that will do that. I'd also like to see stronger truth and advertising rules. It's something we talk about in the paper. Uh, you know, if this is on a website, we think that this it could, should be subject to truth and advertising, and I think that we, that is another regulatory tool that could be used. Given that the Alberta government, you know, to its credit, I mean, it brought in legislation with the aim of, of increasing vaccination rates. Certainly Alberta Health Services is doing what it can to get those numbers up. I mean, it does seem as though they're, they're undermining their own cause in a way, doesn't it? For, for sure, it, it does seem like they're undermining their own cause. And, and I'm not really sure if that, that regulation helps them uh, achieve their goal, but at least, at least they're trying to move in the right direction. Um, now, to be fair, it's really hard to change people's minds. Uh, if someone has an anti-vax view, it's very hard to create a policy, you know, provincial policy that's going to change it. But we should really here be focused on the vaccination hesitant, right? The ones that are, you know, perhaps... Um, you know, on the fence and uh, could be influenced one way uh, or the other. That, you know, that should be our target. And for sure, I think this kind of rhetoric, the kind of reg- rhetoric that is being circulated by naturopaths is not helping. All right. Well, some important new research. Tim Caulfield, thank you so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Rob. All right. That is Tim Caulfield, Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy at the University of Alberta. Also author of the book is Gwyneth Paltrow, Wrong About Everything When Celebrity Culture and Science Clash. Uh, so co-author of this new paper this week, Injecting Doubt, Responding to the Naturopath Anti-Vaccination Rhetoric. So we concluded that tightening advertising law, reducing alternative practitioners' ability to self-regulate, improving enforcement of existing common and criminal law standards would help limit the ability to spread inaccurate and science-free anti-vaccination perspectives. Now you find a lot of that on the websites of these clinics, let alone what people are being told when they go in. Uh, and again, people are free to, to go to naturopaths, and I guess naturopaths are free to say whatever they want about vaccines. I think the problem is, though, when the province legitimizes that, sends the message that these are respected health professionals to be listened to, then you are undercutting your own cause. All right, 403-974-TALK is a number, 974-8255. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.